It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. I'm Beckler. How are you now? Not so bad. And you? Good. Good and you? I, uh... If we were to do a feelings check this morning, which I actually did really early on the air, I didn't include it in the podcast, but you know, Sean and I have been doing these feelings checks where you just see, hey, how are you doing? You got to answer honestly. Like, how are you actually doing? Are things going well? Why are they going well? Are they not going well? Um, man, I barely slept last night. My youngest son, Brigham, was up with all kinds of issues and. I'm running on like three hours sleep. I feel quite zombied. But despite that, I think managed to cobble together a half-decent little radio program for you here. So let's get into it. Today on the show, we're going to talk about what the kids in junior high are wearing and how out of touch with that I am. Arguably the most important date in music history. It's, and I'll give you a hint, it's not what, it's not anything you might think it is. Remember the books, Where's Waldo? Oh, they are so much more violent than you remember. We'll talk about that. What I think is the most Albertan truck accessory, it's not truck nuts, something else, something maybe we haven't talked about before. There's a guy I used to work with in radio years ago, and I think he is one of the most talented radio hosts I ever worked with. He passed away a few years ago, and I wanted to play one of his bits for you because it's somewhat timely, and I think it deserves the attention. We're going to do a eulogy. My wife, McKenna, is here with the news. We'll hear from Blue Jays and Buck Martinez. Uh, but first, you're out of context clip of the show. Well, my tugboat bobbed listlessly atop the water like a sleeping whale. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So my wife is from a very small town in Saskatchewan, only about 600 people there. And uh, it's a nice little town. It's very, very quiet. And one of her friends who still lives there is very active in the community and is a real organizer in the town and does, does a lot of good work. But she posted this thing on Facebook on the weekend, which just killed me. It was a photo. It was a close-up photo of some broken glass at the park, like a broken glass bottle. And she was looking for information, if anybody had any information on who may have smashed a bottle at the park. And she said, looking for a timeline, going to go through the surveillance footage and hope to hold someone accountable. So and I was just, I was cracking up. I called her up and apparently she went through the surveillance footage and the camera glitched out and they couldn't see anybody. So then she like took the bottom of the bottle down to the liquor store and matched it up with another bottle and then asked the clerk who had bought that particular type of liquor that day so they could maybe narrow it down to a few suspects. And I was like, I mean, God bless you for doing it, but the, the contrast between what passes for crime in a small town and when you live in a big city, it's unbelievable. I, I, I called her and I said, like, here in Calgary, people openly poop on the trains and use drugs. Like, there have been 50-some shootings in the city so far this year. Police don't even look for stolen vehicles anymore. It happens so often. And meanwhile, in small town Saskatchewan, and I admit I didn't have time to conduct the type of interviews and investigations I like to do for this segment, but I figured it needed some attention. It was a quiet town on the peaceful prairies, but all that changed one spring day with what could be called the crime of the century. We've taken care to protect certain identities, but be warned, some listeners may find these details disturbing. A bottle smashed on the ground and a community shaken to its very foundation. Who would commit such a crime? One woman is determined to find out, but without witnesses or a confession, we may never know. For Dateline NBC, I'm Andrew Beckler. Good night.
the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. If you're a baseball fan, you may have already even seen this story, but there's this kid who pitches at the University of Tennessee. His name's Ben Joyce, and he has an absolute cannon of an arm. He regularly throws well over 100 miles per hour. But this past Sunday, he threw a pitch that clocked in at 105.5 miles per hour. And if that radar gun was accurate, that would be, I believe, the hardest pitch ever recorded. The MLB record is 105.1 miles per hour. That was Aroldis Chapman from the Yankees, and he has most, I think, most of the hardest pitches ever thrown in Major League Baseball. But, I mean, it's possible that this kid in college is throwing even harder than that, which is just ridiculous. The baseball world's pretty excited about it. Beautiful night at the ballpark, and check out the cheese on this youngster. 105.5 miles an hour. He's coming in hotter than Vlad Jr. in a towel. Be great to see this kid and his gas in the majors one day. If could take good care of that arm and keep up his velocity. Perhaps even on the mound for your Toronto Blue Jays. Just a reminder that Tuesday night at the ballpark, fans will have a chance to see how hard they can throw. Step up to the radar gun. Throw as hard as you can with no warm-up. Maybe wreck your arm. All for the chance to win a souvenir rally towel. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, you just heard the news, and we talked about some important stories. You know, the, the reported overturning of the Roe v. Wade decision in the States. That's a real big one for a lot of people. Uh, we talked about the agricultural outlook here in, in the province. But now we're going to read my wife's version of the news. When Sean is away, sometimes my wife, McKenna helps out by writing what she thinks the X-99 Morning News should contain. And we'll get into that now. McKenna's X-99 News. Hi, guys. It's me. I'm back. I'd like to start off by apologizing about something I stated in the last news I did. I reported that Bachelor Nation star Tyler Cameron and Kristen Cavallari were seeing each other. And it's come to light that this is actually false information. Cavallari comments, I hired him to play my love interest in our fall campaign video. There's nothing going on. Great guy, but we're not dating, I promise. Too bad. They would have made such a cute couple. Okay, now that we have all that cleared up, let's get back to the real stuff. Kylie Jenner shocks the world by showing up to the Met Gala in a wedding dress and a baseball cap. Some trends just shouldn't catch on, and I'm really hoping this is one of them. Fans on Twitter were about 50-50 with loving and hating it. And then this appears to just be a list of celebrities who are related with no context. It just says, Kelly Clarkson and Reben McIntyre are related. Kate Middleton and Dakota Fanning are related. Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus are related. Justin Bieber, Ryan Gosling, and Avril Lavigne are related. No, no, no other context. And then, to finish things off strong, can cloth bags be recycled? Experts say it's complicated. My wife McKenna's news. And now you're informed, I guess. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You know, with the, the, the nice weather that we're having this weekend, I'm obviously very excited for it. It's, it's about time. It's beautiful out there. The one bad thing about this time of year, though, when the weather does change, is that I've come to acknowledge this is the end of bath season. And as you know, I'm a big bath guy. Someone's come might even call me the bath man. Shauna might disagree. She thinks her dad deserves that title. I don't. Um... But like summer baths just aren't the same. If you're, if you're already warm, the last thing you want to do is sit in a hot bath. And we don't have air conditioning at the house, so it's like it's kind of warm in the house. You're not going to sit in a hot bath. 
But for for whatever reason, like a hot tub is a bit different. You can hot tub in the summer, in the, in the evenings. I guess it gets pretty cool here in the evening. But I'm not a big summer bath guy. So I was thinking we could say a few words in eulogy about the bath season. We are gathered here today to remember bath season 2021-22. Despite a relatively mild winter, still had a lot of great baths. We'll always remember the time spent soaking in the tub, soothing tired muscles, perhaps reading a book or enjoying the gentle tickle of a fizzing bath bomb, hiding from the children, or perhaps we were on our phones in the tub. Perhaps I even responded to a message from you from the tub while my tugboat bobbed listlessly atop the water like a sleeping whale. Until the fall comes, we'll choose to remember the good baths. Bubbles to bubbles, tub farts to tub farts. Now a musical tribute. Well, I won't bath down. No, I won't bath down. VNS in 20 minutes or less. This is going to be a bit different, uh, but I hope you'll bear with me for a moment while I give you a bit of backstory. So, Years ago, early in my radio career, uh, I worked at a station in Lloydminster, and the afternoon show at the station was hosted by this dude named Zelmer. Uh, he was one of the most talented hosts I've worked with in my time in radio. He was sharp and like effortlessly funny, kind of like in a crotchety way. And he had this segment he would do every day called the Bias Sports Report, which was exactly as it sounds. It, he would cover sports news stories of the day, but like entirely through his own lens. And he loved the Flames and the Jets, and he hated the Oilers and the Canucks, so there was lots of that. And then each segment would end with that day's Sunshine Girl. Remember back when they used to put girls on page three of the Sun newspaper? Well, I left that station, and then about a year later, Zelmer passed away. And you know, with the playoffs starting this week, I I was thinking a bit about Zelmer, and I've always thought it was such a travesty that more people didn't get to hear his stuff. And it's it's all still on YouTube, and it's, it's really quite good. So if it's cool with you, I want to play a shortened version of one of those bias sports reports. Uh, this one is from nine years ago this week, so it's it's very of the time, as you'll hear. It's very like 2013, but this is my my late friend Zelmer on the radio. Top of the bias sports report. Huge news: the New York Jets cut Tim Tebow. No! Tebow, 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 all day they've been talking about. Maybe he'll play in the CFL. I, I mean, when, when's the CFL? When's the, wait, 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 I mean, is he going to the Canadian Football League? I am Stephen A. Smith, and Tim Tebow is so bad as a quarterback, he belongs in the Canadian Football League because I watch a lot of Canadian football, and I believe that is where Tim Tebow belongs, and I am Stephen A. Smith. That's actual audio from ESPN today, right there. It's Draft Lottery Day, a.k.a. Oilers Day. Enjoy your day, Oiler fan. The CBC will not be showing Canucks-Sharks games, meaning someone other than Jim Houston will get the call for Canucks games. No! Yeah. Where will all the uh, partiality and biasness come from if Houston isn't calling the Canucks? I bet even the Canucks are sick of Jim Houston. Hanging out after the game, trying to get their autographs, showing up to uh, restaurants they frequent, showing up at their houses. 
looking in the windows. That's what Jim Houston does. Tampa Rays reporter Kelly Nash was nearly killed by a flying baseball while she was taking a selfie. Uh-oh. That's where you point your phone at you and take a picture of yourself. Flying right at her head. Missed her, too. See, that's why you don't take pictures of yourself with your phone or anything else. Because you could get hit in the head with a baseball. That's that's one reason. The other one, you kind of look like a douche when you do it. I hate to, you know, I hate to break it to you. A lot of you do it. It's kind of douchey. It's throwing it out there. And such a girl, Adriana, is a singing waitress. Boom. Hey. Out of here. I can't stand when waitresses sing me. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Not even if it's my birthday. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was driving yesterday with my wife, McKenna, uh, behind this this truck, this pickup truck. And I said to her, that is, there was something on the back of it. And I said, that is the most Albertan thing you can see. It wasn't truck nuts. I mean, truck... Truck nuts are too cliche. You know, like, I don't even really like making jokes about them at this point because I feel like it's all all been overdone. And I feel like the people who have them at this point, they got to know, like it's, it has to be a bit, right? Like it's got to be done somewhat ironically. Like there's no one, there's no one in 2022 who's like, oh, sick, nuts for my truck. I'm going to put those on. It's got like it's, it also wasn't an, an F Trudeau sticker. I mean, you see lots of those around. I saw a couple of those yesterday. But again, that's like, it's it's almost cartoonish, right? It's a it's a caricature. So I, I wouldn't say it's that either. Like, no, the the most Albertan truck accessory you can have not a lift kit, not a fifth wheel hitch. Great options, both of them though. I would say the real Alberta truck accessory is a pair of those muck boots, those rubber hunting boots, jammed upside down in that gap between the cab and the box. Like it is, it's so specific. There there are parts of this country where. What I just said wouldn't make any sense to, to people, but you understood, right? You knew exactly what I was talking about. You can probably picture it. You can even picture the direction the boots are facing while they're wedged in there. And I, I, I get why people do it, right? If your boots are muddy, you don't want them inside the cab of your truck. You just wedge them in the back there in that little gap upside down so they'll stay dry on the inside until you get a chance to clean them. Or you can, you know, if it rains, let, let Mother Nature take care of that. I'm actually surprised they don't get stolen more that way. Because, I mean, those boots aren't cheap. I'm actually surprised more stuff doesn't get stolen under the back of trucks in general. I've left stuff in the bed of my truck for extended periods of time. And for some reason, I don't. people don't look in there. Or it's just like kind of accepted that you don't steal out of the back of someone's truck. I don't, I don't know how that works. It's kind of like a motorcycle helmet, right? There's lots of opportunities to steal motorcycle helmets when they're parked. But people just seem... Not to do it. Whereas, like, your bike you have to have locked six ways to Sunday or someone's taken off with that for sure. But not the not the bed of the truck. Not the muck boots jammed upside down in that gap between the box and the cab. That's the most Albertan accessory for your truck. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I hope it's okay I played that. I was just thinking about how, you know, in this business... I think half of it is talent and half of it is just lucky breaks, right? And a lot of businesses are like that. But, um, you know, I was fortunate to have caught some real lucky breaks in my career. And I've always felt that, that, you know, Zelmer, his stuff should have been heard by more people. It should have been way bigger than it was. It's also weird to think about kind of how how fleeting this job is. Because, like, you know, we, we prep these shows. We put a lot of effort into some of the segments. It may not sound like it, but we do. And then, you know, we do them on the air, and then they're just gone. I guess the podcast here is cool because it, it lives on v- via the podcast or, you know, if you if you put it on social media. But it's weird because we have this, like, 
this huge body of work as radio hosts that we come and we do every day and then uh when we're gone it's just kind of gone right whereas like there are some occupations where your work will probably even outlast you like from where i'm sitting i can see the calgary tower i was thinking lots of the guys who worked on the calgary tower probably aren't around anymore but there there's their work you know there is this icon of our city which is going to stand hopefully for a long time our business isn't like that the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast do you remember the where's waldo books it was known as Where's Wally overseas. So if you grew up overseas, it would be called Where's Wally. But he's the dude with the, you know, the red and white striped shirt, and the red and white toque, and the glasses, and then he, he's a really busy photo, and you got to find him somewhere in the photo. Well, a friend of mine gave my kids this old Where's Waldo book. It was actually the second one. There's there's the first Where's Waldo, and then the second one was Where's Waldo now, or Find Waldo now, it's called. And I brain fog this morning. I meant to bring it in so I could reference it right now, but I think I remember it well enough. I wanted to make a video with Andy because you got to see what's in this book. It was published in 1987 and I guess our concept of what was okay for children was a little bit different back then because I mean you go through the like through different eras right so it starts with the Stone Age and then you're with the Egyptians the ancient Egyptians and then you're in ancient Rome and you're trying to find Waldo and all these different scenarios but like the photos are incredibly graphic like there are there's often battle scenes and there's just dead bodies everywhere dead and not like gruesome they don't like they don't illustrate the blood or anything but you can clearly tell that the, that this person has been in a war and they've been marked um but like I'll give you an example in the in the ancient Rome setting there are clearly Christians eating lions or other way around lions eating Christians in the Colosseum and then you're supposed to find Waldo in, in this absolute carnage that's happening. Or, you know, the one I was reading with my four-year-old son, Brigham, last night, because, again, these are children's books, um, was the it was, it was a Viking scene, right? And the Vikings are attacking this village, and they're burning, and they're killing the men. And there's, a, there's one Viking who's pulling a woman out of a hut by her hair, and another Viking carrying another woman off. And you know what's going on there. I mean, Brigham doesn't, but you know. And this was for kids. And then in the midst of all of this, everything that's going on, there's Waldo. Hey, <laughs> found him. On we go, I guess. BNS in 20 minutes or less. If I were to ask you what the most important moment in rock history was, how would you answer that question? Like if you had to pin down, say, a single date and say this was the most important moment in rock history, what would it be? At my mind, immediately we jump to like Woodstock or maybe the Beatles appearance on the Ed, Ed Sullivan show, something like that. But I'm reading this book right now. It's called X by Chuck Klosterman. And in the book, he argues that the most important date in the history of rock music was August 28th, 1964. He says that is the day that Bob Dylan met the Beatles in New York at the, at the Delmonico Hotel, which is uh, actually now a Trump hotel, Trump Park Avenue. And he got them high. He introduced them to marijuana. And Klosterman argues in this book that that is when, you know, the Beatles started to get more experimental going forward from there. And that's when you got all these, like, you know, really groundbreaking progressive albums from, from later in their career. And I thought that was really interesting. He's actually, Klosterman's arguing in, in, in the context of, like, the Beatles were technically taking performance-enhancing drugs here. But I just thought that to narrow down 
you know, the traje- how the trajectory of music changed to this one moment in New York at a hotel was kind of interesting, right? And I was thinking about it. Like, if that meeting had never happened, where would music be today? Would, would someone else have come along and, say, like, nudged the Beatles in that direction? And if not the Beatles, you know, would another band have written kind of those psychedelic songs from later in the Beatles' career? But would those songs have had the same impact, you know, if they were written by someone else and, and not the Beatles, who were the biggest band in the world at the time, right? Would all of music have been different today if Bob Dylan hadn't said to the Beatles, like, hey, you gotta try some of this, try some of this weed, hey, I'm Bob Dylan. V and S in 20 minutes or less. I was driving yesterday and I got stuck at a, like, at a crosswalk just as a junior high was letting out at the end of the day. And I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say I was stuck there for, for 10 minutes. It was multiple songs as like hundreds of kids streamed across the road in like in groups just small enough to, to continuously disrupt traffic. It's not, let me, not, not let me get in there. Um, and I mean, they have every right to walk there. Right. But, uh, geez, not in a hurry either. Like absolutely dogging it. These kids like molasses slow. So slow, completely oblivious to traffic, and you know I'm sure I'm the, I was the same way when I was that age. Probably I was probably even less respectful than than these kids were. But you know, as a father in my 30s, I, I had a good amount of time to sit there and watch how far fashion has diverged from what I consider to be cool. Like the clothes are huge again. I don't know if you've noticed this. At least on girls, uh, all the young guys have the same broccoli haircut. It's like permed and curly up top short on the sides, broccoli style. And, and then um, the girls all wear like enormous clothes, like giant baggy pants, huge baggy sweaters. I swear we are this close to Snake Eyes jeans making a big comeback. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.